Welcome back to the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm Mark, and instead of my two amazing co-hosts, I am joined by a special guest, YouTuber Deadeye, or Aiden, which which he said I can call them both, so I'm, I don't know, I'm probably going to switch off, see how I feel throughout the, throughout the podcast. But Aiden, aka Deadeye, can you introduce yourself, give us a little, you know, let the people know who you are? Hi. Uh, well, I... <laughs> I, I go by Deadeye on YouTube predominantly, but um, Mark and I are kind of friends, so Aiden is fine there. Uh, I, I, uh, I play a lot of uh, action RPGs, roguelikes, indie games in general, um, and I've been trying to push a little bit more towards horror, so this is a good, I guess, good uh, move in that direction. Um, and I've been streaming a little bit more lately. I used to just do recorded videos, starting streaming, so a lot of new things on the table right now. Yes, and him streaming video games and wanting to stream horror games is what brought us here, because today we're reviewing... Tension, which is released on Netflix in 2019. I apologize to everyone, but I'm going to butcher these names. I've been trying to practice them, but I still don't think I got them right. Uh, directed by John Hugh, John Hugh, uh, and written by John Hugh and Fu Kai Ling and Chen Shi Kang. So sorry if I mispronounced all those. Not if, I definitely mispronounced all those names. I really tried. But to move away from this awkward moment, <laughs> Aiden, can you please give them the plot summary? All right. Uh, in 1962, Taiwan, a group of students join an underground book club hosted by their counselor. One day, the counselor vanishes into thin air, and the students search for him, takes them to a realm dominated by ghosts and spirits. Yeah, and I mentioned that uh, Aiden's wanting to get into uh, horror games what brought us here because this movie is based off a, uh, a video game and I kind of found this movie by accident. I I have a thing of buying video games that are based off movies and TV shows because I just, I don't know, I, I've played Buffy and I've played all the Spider-Man movie games and Scarface. I just have a weird obsession with games based off like other media. And I found this Embarrassingly, I was looking through a Wikipedia, like video games based on it. So then oh, yeah. it gave me movies based off video games, some of which I've seen, like DOA and Street Fighter. And then this one appeared, and I was like, oh, this is different. This is new. And I watched a couple walkthroughs, and I was like, oh, this looks spooky and right up my alley. But I'm really bad at, you know, Video games, especially PC <laughs> games. I am not a PC gamer. I've tried. It's, it's not something I can do. And then when I connected with Aiden, I was like, oh, I wonder if this would be something that he's interested in. And we did a stream. And mm -hmm. stream was yeah. part one. This is part <laughs> two. But overall, like, I I love a good like spooky ghost story type of thing. I love when it like the movie kind of confuses you and makes you think. And it, even though it's like a ghost story and it's like... Supernatural. It also has uh, grounded in realism because it deals with 
like actual things that were happening during that time and like why why these characters are in the situation. So it was interesting movie, interesting game. They're slightly different. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell if one's better than the other. But what were your overall thoughts on the movie and the game? Well, I think there were there were some pretty important differences from movie to game. Um, the movie I thought was definitely great overall. Uh, there were some kind of sloppier areas. I think um, in terms of sloppier areas, I think some of the some of the CGI was a little bit iffy here and there. Uh, but most of the movie isn't really focused on that. And I think I think there were a lot of um, I think interesting messages and character dynamics. The characters were really kind of compelling. It was all in another language, so a lot of reading throughout. There were some lines, though, that really kind of stuck with me. I, I'm excited to talk about uh, some of what I think some of what I didn't notice the first time on the first watch. I ended up watching it a couple times. The second watch, there was a lot more there that I just I just didn't piece together while I was going. So uh, the first time around and then, yeah, uh, the, the game versus the movie. Um, there's a really a really noticeable, a noticeable difference in um in the world in the game versus the movie in the game you're kind of you're in this um i think purgatory like uh space and you're really following fang whereas in the movie there's a lot more focus on two different characters fang and Wei, and then uh and then you're sort of in like a nightmare it's a little bit a little bit different of a feel the enemies are different everything feels uh just a bit different in the movie versus the game yeah and also the difference we get more of like Wei's backstory when it comes to like her infatuation with the teacher you learn more about the because like you get drops and hints about the book club and like yeah. what's going on but the movie like really explores that more mm-hmm. and some of the imagery of just like the imagery outside of like all the ghosts and like spooky stuff when you're just watching how they're being oppressed and how mm-hmm. they were afraid to just like you know they they were they had to smuggle in books they could have been mm-hmm. arrested for that that was all like that was yeah. Like, yeah no, I like how the movie expanded on that. It feels a lot clearer in the movie too. Um, like playing the game, there's it felt like little pieces are here and there, and you're kind of slowly piecing together what's even going on. In the movie, we kind of get right into the action at the very beginning of the movie. Um, you've got Wei getting tortured, uh, <laughs> which was like okay. So so we we're talking about like the martial law. We're talking about. Um, there's something clearly sort of violent towards the students there in the game you're starting off you're just in a classroom you do see a kind of military sort of guy there uh, by really early on but there's no clear threat to the students yet uh unlike in the movie well since since you went there i I guess we can start on like scenes from the movie that like Mm -hmm. stood out to us good bad or indifferent and for me that that opening scene was Mm. it was an attention grabber like I, I was hooked from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was just seeing that it, it was just. I know I kind yeah. of expected it to open the same way, uh, mm-hmm. the game did, with just like them in the classroom. You see the inspector walking by, but that's not how it is. Like you're you're literally thrown right. into like an interrogation, and like there's stuff mm-hmm. happening, and yeah. And it's and it's pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. That that um, <laughs> sorry that that first uh, that first scene is pretty significant too. Like um, we have the line where Wei says like I would never rat on anybody. Like this kind of feeling of like okay, he is super super loyal. We're getting character um, character motivations or or kind of what they're about really early. And I think the importance of that didn't really hit me the first time watching the movie. But having seen the way that it ends, the way that it progresses, it's a pretty important little part for that character. Uh, right away before you even know, know who they are, which I think also 
makes it so that the movie like, there's a lot of reasons why but the movie feels like you could watch it a couple times for sure and catch a lot of things um yeah, I think me also okay. like that that last scene because I was not expecting like yeah <laughs> like like he was oh yeah it's gonna be alive and mm-hmm. Yeah, and it like, was actually not, annoying the first not time. Just a, not just alive, yeah. but like he had like an extended life. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell? So that was like... Right. Kind of yeah, because I you? feel like uh, like in almost any media, we're used to there being like purgatory means everyone in this space is dead. We're all in the same spot. We're all dead here. And early on, none of them know that they're in purgatory in either the game or in the movie. But as it goes along, it becomes more and more clear. Like the reason why all these things are happening, they're seeing all these, these things or whatever. It's like regret or shame or whatever. In the game... The, the the probably the biggest notable difference between game versus movie in the game we're following fang we do see way for a while but he's just a piece of the puzzle along with everything else to kind of allow her to see what she's done and to accept it um or to reject it i guess uh to allow her to suffer through this in this purgatory state that she's in whereas in the movie i expected that to be the way that it would go for for sure as well that we were just going to find okay fang really way is just this just one of these many components that are used to kind of torture her in this realm. Um, but actually, yeah, Fang is, she. she's not the only one that's important there. Wakes carries on. In the game, he dies. He, well, he's, yeah, he's killed so early in the game. And then in the movie, he's just there and there and there. It's like, okay, why is he still around? Um, until eventually, yeah, he just never dies, really. Like we, in a way he does, he dies in this dream world. But in the reality, he's actually just still alive which is a pretty big shock. Um, and when I first watched the movie, it was definitely frustrating because I wasn't expecting it. And so I was like, okay, so this is purgatory. And how is she in purgatory? And he's also in purgatory, but he didn't actually die. So why is he there? Shouldn't he not be there? Um, but on a second viewing, they do mention that like that this is a nightmare. So he's having a nightmare. It's a little bit confusing, like culturally or whatever, like in a nightmare, maybe there's maybe this is like part of some religion or part of something uh, where this makes sense, but definitely a little bit strange that she's in the nightmare. It feels like it feels like we're experiencing all these things that he couldn't have possibly known about. So it's it is a little bit. Yeah, like a little bit. I just I wasn't sure how to feel about that. <laughs> I think it was like meant to be open for interpretation because I kind of took it as, yeah, he's having a nightmare. But mm-hmm. from that last scene, just for just from that last scene alone, I kind of thought, like, OK, he has an extended life because he has all of his like book club members' lives. Hmm. And with that, hmm. like when each life dies off, he's haunted by what they've been through. Hmm. So he his nightmares is him reliving their memories as that person's lifespan dies off. But that's just something I, I just thought. That's my own theory. Yeah, yeah. It might be completely wrong. I and I hadn't so. thought of it. Yeah. Um I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like the like one big part oh there, there are a few different scenes and there's a few different things to kind of focus on i don't want to bounce around too much because i just i just saw the movie for the second time so it's still kind of fresh up here you can, but you can bounce around just go and throw it out <laughs> well throw okay well here here's something that um that i noticed on the second viewing that i really should have noticed in the first viewing they do kind of spell it out for you but sort of um but there's a lot of names that you know that it's kind of hard to remember each different person so um so there was shang who is um he's the guy at the very beginning of the movie um shang comes along and at first i thought it was way just because you don't know who any of the characters are but it was actually it was shang at the very beginning who has his cap uh like his his uniform essentially isn't properly in order um as he's coming in Bai comes along the the military general whatever and says you know adjust your cap fix this fix that and then 
in inside of Shang's uh, book bag, there is something that's not supposed to be there, which presumably is going to be like maybe one of the books or something like that. And um, and so Shang's there. He's front front of the general. He's clearly just terrified. The general can can tell that he's afraid. And then uh, Wei comes along, and essentially Wei kind of has a little back and forth with the general, and then uh, says, "Yeah, take whatever's in your bag out," and then takes it out for him. And it's it ends up being a doll and not like a book or something more dangerous. Um, and Wei is like, "You know, you shouldn't bring that to school. You know, you're going to get yourself in trouble." And the general's like, "Right, you're going to get in trouble for that if you're not careful. You need to, you know, move along, but don't bring that again." And so. The reality there seems like, okay, Wei basically just saved this Shen guy's life. Um, taking that into consideration, so that's their relationship. Shen, uh, Shen, right? I think, or Sheng. Sheng is also the one who later on, um, he he's the one who's supposed to have the journal. Um, and it ends up being that Wei gets the journal instead of Shang, says, oh, I'll pick that up for you. Um, and then gives that over to Fang, who ultimately kind of turns it in, leading to everybody's death. Um, so... That action, um, Shen, uh, I believe, never tells on never tells on Wei um, because he like basically saved his life. So um, so Wei tells Shang to um, not to tell anybody because we get in trouble. Whatever Shang doesn't tell anybody. Um, there's this line where when we find Shang in like this in the dream world or the afterworld or whatever you call it um, in this purgatory space, we find him inside of this cabinet outside on the outside of the cabinet. Written all around it are like betrayer like like death to betrayer whatever death to the rat and so everybody thought that he was um he was the one who betrayed them all um and when Wei opens up that cabinet um shang says things like what are you gonna beat up beat me up to or whatever these sorts of lines um beat me up i think he says something like like wen Xiang or something like that one of the one of the other kids who was in that group which i didn't catch the first time because i didn't know who that was but after watching it again and paying attention to the names i was like oh Another guy from their group beat this guy like half to death and and according to what he says, locked him in this cabinet or locked him in the shed, presumably to his death. So like one of the one of those characters ended up getting killed um, because he wouldn't give up Wei, who really got everybody else killed. It's like a whole thing where like I I didn't put it together the first watch, but then I was like, wow, <laughs> there's a whole whole other other thing happening here. Well, okay. Do you remember that part? Uh, do you remember that part where the, there's the there's the guy and he's in the he's in the cabinet he's locked in a cabinet um shang i think shang leaves uh he leaves somewhere where he finds uh, i forget shang leaves leaves somewhere and he finds there's this cabinet in the in the room that looks like there's like dolls hanging from the ceiling um goes into this room and there's this cabinet with a bunch of words written on the outside it's got a broom holding it closed and he opens it up and then opens up the cabinet and inside is like shang basically is, is his friend um and then his friend ends up playing with a doll. He's got the two dolls. One of them like shoots the other doll or whatever. Um, it was a whole like a little little sequence there. Um, but I think I think that guy got killed by the other members of the group <laughs> um, because they thought he was the betrayer when actually Wei is the betrayer. Um, yeah, it was a whole thing. But <laughs> but that one, yeah, yeah, that was like just like one part that was I don't know that I didn't catch on my first viewing. Um, yeah, I. I that you, meant, that you mentioned the cabinets. The cabinets are the cabinets in the video game are mm. checkpoints and save points. And I was just yep. like, how are they going to like incorporate the cabinets into the game and I mean to the movie? And oh yeah, that little thing like that, like having someone walk into the cabinet, having to go say like that. I don't know. Mm. It's it's it seems like that yeah. that where they can like present things that happen in the game, but like mm -hmm. not make it so like. Mm -hmm. Like the average person who's watching it who's never played a game, yeah, it's just a regular right. scene. But it's like a special, like little little mm -hmm. hint, little Easter egg who played the game. So I I love seeing the cabinet being used. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and the the song. Do you remember that part? There was a there's a part song. where they play the song. <laughs> in the game, it was like in the game, it was it was spooky and significant, whatever. And they played a few different times in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's nice. There were a lot of little little nods to the game there. Um, <laughs> but then I just mm-hmm. when the random character, like the ghost, mm-hmm. just like pop up and like mm-hmm. like that one scene yeah. where um, I think it's Shane when they like appear mm-hmm. to Ray and they're like, oh, you must save. We must save Way, and I was like, "But like, why? Why is hmm. Ray going to save Way?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name, yeah. It's a little bit confusing, yeah, because it's like it Fang Ray Shin. Yeah, it's like a very similar little, yeah, usage words. But um, yeah, yeah. I think there's this. Zhang is kind of telling her that once you're dead, you're kind of gone. There's no point. But that with Wei, since he's alive, which I think, yeah, watching the movie the first time was like, I had no idea he was alive at that point. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> why? Why would she do that? Um, and it still also doesn't it doesn't totally make sense. I mean, she's she's facing all this guilt. Like, at what point does she recognize that <laughs> that she that she got everybody killed or whatever? And even once she does that. Does she care about anybody besides the teacher, the the Zhang character? Because um, he was like, it felt like that's like that's the focus, right? He, she was okay with everybody else dying as long as that one teacher stayed alive. Um, which the whole teacher and Fang relationship was a little bit, uh, it was always a little bit like, I don't know how bad the movie thinks this is. I think that this is pretty bad. Um, but also I don't know how bad it actually is because they never, they're never explicitly like, like, do they ever kiss? Is that like like they're they're a kid and a teacher, a student and a teacher? There's obviously that would be inappropriate. What they're doing is already kind of inappropriate, but I don't know Wasn't how far it goes. The same thing um, with Miss Yin mm. and her like she knew that Wei had a crush on her, but she kind of like she so she kind of like used that. Oh to yeah, maybe. But also just like bear in mind, this is like set in like 1962, like 1960s. Right. So you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, <laughs> it's also in a different sure. country. So yeah, right, right. Yeah, I was the whole time just wondering about that. Yeah, so Ugh, like different countries yeah. have different, you know. Yeah. Uh, ages, age of consent laws. So, you know, mm-hmm. in some countries today, mm-hmm. age of consent True. is like thirteen. So you know, you, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and that that's <laughs> that's fair. Like it, it could be it could be a totally different thing in their culture or their their like whatever. Like the, the movie could not be at all still, pushing that direction. It's it's terrible. It's definitely terrible. Um, <laughs> but like in, in um in the way the movie's trying to present it, like that's the whole time I'm kind of wondering, like, are they trying to say that this is bad because it's a student teacher because it's like age difference, any of these things, or is it not bad for that reason? Is it just bad because she's like depressed and he's helping her, but is actually with another woman or whatever? Because Zhang and Yin were kind of clearly there. There's something going on between them. Um. Cause that, yeah, that it rubs you the wrong way a little bit. Like it did for me anyway, when, when Yin is like, you shouldn't be, you, I told you to just like try to help out Fang. Um, and instead, like, I didn't tell you to, to pull her into your arms. He sa- she says something like that. And then, and then she says, and what about us? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's not, oh, it does you don't actually care about this kid at all. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that's always a little brutal. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I want to, I want to go to the scene where. Where she finally realizes that she did it. Mm. She's the reason why everyone's dead. That Yeah. I I, I kinda like, were we supposed to feel sorry or have like empathy or <laughs> sympathy for her at that moment? Because it was like mm. you literally turned everyone in to mm. save your 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 teacher who you had this inappropriate relationship with. Yeah. But then he still well, died. Like I, Yeah. 
I think I, uh, I think she's I think she's turning them in. There, there's um, I don't think that she thought that he was in danger because I I think that Fang thought that Zhang wasn't involved at all because like for example, there's this scene where um where they're singing after some after um one of the teachers or maybe one of the students is getting beaten uh during like some anthem like the flag is raising they beat this guy and everyone just mm-hmm. kind of stops singing and stares. Um, when they start singing again, the first person to really sing is that teacher is like Zhang or whatever Chang. He um. He starts singing really loudly, probably because he's afraid it's going to happen to him. Um, but she, we, we then look at her, and she's like looking at him, looking at the teacher, and probably thinks like, okay, he's very, he's very anti-communist or whatever. He's very, uh, very passionately in favor of the government. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think she just didn't think that he was involved. Um, her dad, I think, part of her turning the notebook in um, was to help her dad, which. That stuff also felt like, ugh, like, I, yeah, it's it's hard to feel for her in, in, at that point because the dad is, like, cheating and abusing the mom. Um, so, like, the dad, like, saving the dad doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I, I think the bigger thing for her is, like, to get at Yin, the, the teacher, to, to get to get Yin killed, basically, so then she could be with Zhang. Um, which, like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. <clears throat> I mean, she's a kid and everything like that, and I, I get that there's, like, there's some amount of sympathy to have there. Um, but... It is, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, but overall, it's like you—you mm-hmm. you got everyone, including yourself, killed mm. for a crush, and yeah. it's just—I <clears throat> kind of don't feel sorry for you. But the whole scene mm-hmm. was kind of just like set up to be like, "Oh, but feel sorry." Mm-hmm. I'm just—I—I like, I don't. I. Yeah. She Zang, died. Yeah. She <laughs> True. I well. I, I feel sorry for her in some ways in that like she's not choosing to be in the positions that she's in. Like she's got this counselor who's supposed to help her out and then starts this crazy crush thing, whatever going on. And clearly like he's playing into it, even if he's not like fully acting on it, he's doing a lot to allow for it. And he knows it's happening. Um, he's not shutting it down. Yeah. And then, and then her mom is getting like abused in all these different types of ways. And then her mom is also though, like pushing away from her in favor of like this religion that was like, which I'm definitely bouncing here a little bit, but, um, but the mom, the mom is like, uh, praying to Buddha for some kind of answer to what's going on to the dad cheating on her and abusing her. And, um, and the daughter comes along and tries to like wipe at her, at her, uh, bruises. Um, and the mom kind of like shudders away and doesn't even acknowledge the daughter and keeps praying. And it's like, yeah, like her, what she's going through, what the daughter's going through right now is pretty bad. Fang is, Fang's in a bad situation. She's a little like kind of still a kid, whatever. I don't actually, I don't know what age they're supposed to be though, which also (laughs) makes it complicated. No, Mm because school systems are different in other countries, but I, I'm pretty sure they're like, juniors in high school mm. i want to say okay. they're definitely teenagers i think they're like juniors in high school yeah yeah it's 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 hard to say like how like she got them all killed but there's a system already in place that allows for that sort of thing and if you were a kid who was like it, it's hard to imagine yourself in a situation where you're you're living in this type of society um your parents i mean your parents like like the abuse thing maybe more people could, could relate to but but then when it comes to like like the pressure that you have where like Somebody like like Miss Yin, um, who's with the teacher that is like flirting with you and whatever, um, who is like trying to steal them away from you in your mind. Like you just have the ability to kill this person, and you're you're a teenager, right? Yeah, like, like it's a little you, bit hard. You to... want something, and someone's mm-hmm. in your way, and you know there's one particular yeah. means to like get rid of them. Right. Like it's how like... often do people have that ability at that age? Like, ugh. Like it, it, it's easy to look at it and be like, I would never do that, and I think. Hopefully you would never do that. But there's like a like most people like how often does a 16 year old have a situation where like 
the government and like their teachers and the, their dad and like all these different people would actually encourage them to do this thing. And it leads to an outcome that they would like where they're, <laughs> their uh, competitions out of the way, uh, which is ugh, just a little not bit gross. The way that they want it because they want to get her competition get out the way, but also her <laughs> everybody object yeah, to her yeah. desire and her mm-hmm. friends. So it's just like I don't know, it's it's a lot. Yeah, but it is. Let's <laughs> jump right over. This movie doesn't have well, it has killed people died, but we didn't really get to see that for the most part. Um, so we're just gonna skip the whole kill part. We're just gonna go straight to. Talking about the characters, um, I want to start with. I want to start with Miss Yen, because I feel like, in some way, the whole movie what what happened in the entire movie is because of Miss Yen. Like the whole objective was to get rid of Miss Yen. So, what were your thoughts on her? Um. Well, okay. Hmm. I don't want to push too heavily back on that, but I, I think that there there is like there was one thing that I noticed in the movie that like I just want to get through real quick before we move on to Miss Yin, if that's fine. You go ahead. Okay, so so um, I think that the thing that's really the hinge point for the movie there there's this line that happened I didn't notice it and I would have probably agreed up until like up until just now watching the movie again. Um, there's this line uh, where, well, I guess I'll just go with it. Uh, so the line the line is essentially um, when Fang is going to kill. Uh, is going to kill Miss Yin. She points the gun at her and says something. Basically, the same thing is said by her mom at a different point. So after the dad is taken away, the mom has this line, which is, uh, I asked Buddha to get rid of him for good. Uh, and or like make him stay away for good, something like that. And then the same line essentially is given by Fang later on when she shoots Miss Yin in, in this uh in this nightmare world, whatever. She shoots her and she says, I hope you're gone for good. Something like that. And it's like, these two lines that like gone for good or away for good or whatever, these these sorts of lines are like parallels because the mom um, has the dad be gone for good. She prays for this, whatever, or she, she makes it happen. She does something that's kind of really immoral, actually. She reports the dad for communist whatever, and then the dad is now gone for good, and this is supposed to be such a good thing for the mom. But actually, really, it leads to the daughter's death because then the mom, or sorry, then the daughter uh, goes and um, and in order to maybe help the dad or whatever, reports all these other people um, as being the real communist. Her dad wasn't a communist, it was the other people, right? Um, and that's supposed to save everybody. She, was, she just has to go talk to, to buy, just like the dad tells her to. Um, and in reporting all these people, ultimately it ends up leading to her own death. So the mom causes the daughter's death, which is trying to basically cause the dad's death. And then the daughter causes uh, Mr. Zhang's death when she's really trying to cause Yin's death. And they have this parallel kind of set of lines. So I think like the inciting... The inciting thing for everything to happen in a way is the mom reporting the dad as a communist because that then leads or allows for the daughter to do the same thing to Yin and and everybody, everybody just dies, which is pretty brutal. <laughs> but but we can carry on to Yin and it is related to Yin. For me on for me on Yin, I just feel like like yeah, she she was aware that Wei had a had a crush on her. And yeah, she used it to her advantage, but I don't think at any point she would have ever acted on it if Wei would have like tried to pursue it. That's the difference between um that's like the main difference. And I I liked her relationship. Um I liked her relationship with Mr. Chen Chang. Mr. Chang. I feel like we I feel like I needed I needed Yen to be developed more. I needed more. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like yeah. something was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it felt like she, her her character was like boiled down to just having a couple different roles. Um, like she she's the one technically in charge of the book club, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like she's super active in that. Um, like I guess outside of that, so she's she's in charge of the book club. Um, she talks to Zhang, and technically she's the one that got Zhang to talk to Fang as well. Um, but like outside of that, yeah, we don't really get to know her character that well. I mean, it seems like she's overall, though, like everything she does feels pretty solid. Like she doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, she's discouraging Zhang from continuing to do the stuff with Fang, which it seems like that's reasonable because Fang is a student. Um, and she has feelings for Zhang, which it seems like they have something, some kind of like relationship going on. So that seems fair. Uh, she's doing all this stuff, like even with the book club, for example, um, when when they start discovering people and all the stuff with the banning books, whatever, or the, the banned books being found, she is she goes straight to the to the meeting and says, we're going to stop this whole thing. It's not worth it. It's not safe. We can't keep going because you guys are going to be in danger, which is the right call. Just repeatedly, she makes kind of the right choices, does the right thing. So I really don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like Yin ever really did anything wrong. I can understand why, like just the the one line that's kind of annoying that sticks out for me for Yin was that, that um, like, what about us thing, like as being part of the conversation when it comes to like, don't do this thing with a student. Like that, that's also important. And like your own personal relationships are important, but it feels like, it feels like Fang overheard that whole conversation and that kind of like sparks her anger. And I can, I can understand, like, I can understand her anger there a little bit. Um, so Yin's like, she's not perfect maybe, but pretty much like she just never really had anything too crazy that she, she did in the, in the movie anyway. Her kind of maybe boyfriend, Mr. Chang. Uh, yeah, I think game versus movie. I felt like in the game, it, it I while I was playing anyway, it felt like he, like his relationship with Fang was worse in the game than in the movie. In the movie, it felt like a lot of the time he was just like this sort of guiding role. So, um, so like reading her this poem, uh, I think about um, about well, he. Hmm. Not, he doesn't read it to her. He reads it to Wei, I guess. There's a point where he reads this poem to Wei um, about why it's worth it for him to be um, to be doing other stuff with like the banned books, why it's and, and why it's worth it to be like their teacher and so on. Um, there's this poem I think that's that's used a couple different times throughout the movie, uh, which is about um, about how there's like essentially roots and the roots grow the tree and the tree is this beautiful and amazing thing, but it wouldn't be possible without the roots. And even though no one really sees the roots, they still have value. Um, and that like that's throughout the movie a little bit, and like that's one of the things that he pushes with Zhang, like yeah, or sorry with uh, with Wei, that like yes, yes, um, I might never get recognized for what I'm doing, and yes, it is dangerous, but I think that it's still worth it to try to like change your minds and try to help the kids basically or help help them with what they're going through. Um, beyond that, um, yeah, the relationship with Fang is, is kind of iffy, but it still feels like, like at the end, for example, when he, he, um, when Wei wakes up from the nightmare and is going to sort of tell on everybody, there's this part that happens not too long after that, where, where Wei is back again in the cage. And this time he's with Zhang and Zhang tells him, basically, you've got to live. You like, whatever happens, you just have to promise me that you'll survive, that you'll make it through. Um, as Zhang is then going to be pulled off and taken to execution. So it's like, okay, like this guy seems like a pretty good guy generally to the very, to the bitter end. So even though his character may be pretty uncomfortable in the game, I felt like in the movie, I don't, I didn't see as much of that. I feel like in the movie, it was more so he knew she had a crush on him mm-hmm. and he liked the attention, even though he knew it was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But in the game, it just felt like yeah. that all just felt so wrong mm-hmm. in the game. I just, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, know, right. Like, the game took it like the game was just creepy and inappropriate and scary and like melancholy. But the movie mm-hmm. just like Yeah, the movie he, he was, added yeah. more context which mm-hmm. made it a little bit more digestible. Yeah, it felt like the movie we we spent a lot more time in the real world kind of experiencing what they were going through in the game we're mostly in this dream world. And so all we get to see of of Zhang or whatever, most of the time is just going to be like the letters back and forth between them, which were super like uncomfortable. Whereas that's just a small part of the movie. It is a little uncomfortable in the movie. Like, you know, I'm happier now because like whenever I'm with you, I'm happy or something like that. Like those sorts of things, a little bit weird, Um, but it doesn't feel like Zhang ever reinforces that that's like a good thing. He's more like, you know, it's good that you're happy and, and be like, I don't know. Um, And, and he pushes back or he doesn't like, like, like when she comes over uh, after her dad gets taken away and she wants to, basically she wants to stay, stay over the night or whatever. Um, He's immediately like, no, you, you can't stay overnight. And they're starting to talk back and forth. And she says, she got nowhere else to go. So he lets her just fall asleep on the table there, but it's not like, it doesn't feel like there's a point where he's, he's trying to take advantage of her um, at all there, which is like, (laughs) like, cause in the game, it's like, maybe that did happen in the game. There's not like an indication one way or the other, how those things go. So, um, yeah, so in the movie, he seemed seemed a lot better. Well, let's talk about Fang. You know, Fang had, like, yes, her her home life wasn't the best, but she sold out her friends and a teacher to not only, not only to do it just to say because she wanted her competition away from her crush, but she also was trying to protect her abusive father. So, like, I kind of, like, had no sympathy for her Mm -hmm. fame at all. Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts? She she is making all of the wrong calls. (laughs) Um, I think it's it's tough because I I want to feel that um, a lot of the influences that she has kind of are leading her to where she is. So I want to think, like... It's not really her fault. And that's, that's a message of the movie, certainly. That's what they're kind of pushing is like, you're living in this system. These things happen within the system, but they should have never been allowed to happen. It's not your fault that you're within that. But like, unlike Wei, who really, like, Wei made some mistakes that led to people getting hurt. And he had to like acknowledge and accept and understand that. That was part of the movie for him. For Fang, like, she didn't make some mistakes. She made actions. She made choices, knowing the outcome of those choices. Um, maybe she has, like, clearly she must have something wrong uh, with herself that's leading to these outcomes, whatever. And, like, that's fair. But it is it is a lot harder to feel for her. Um, I do think, let's see. I do think that with Fang, like, her character, it felt like there were lo- there was a lot of focus on her character. And it's, like, some, some things that, that were happening. Like, with, 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 with Wei, it felt like, um, it felt like there were... There was a lot more exploring with Wei of like, okay, what happened and why did it happen? Whatever. With Fang, it felt like it was it was more just like, oh, I did that. I don't want to believe that I did that. That really sucks because someone who does that sort of thing, that's horrible. Um, but to be fair, <laughs> I think I think Fang is meant to have like ended her own life. Um, th- there's uh, there's a lot of like there's a lot of her pointing towards um, towards like hanging. I don't think that she was hung. I think that she ended her own life uh, out of guilt over, well, and uh, the tough part is, is it out of guilt over the people that she hurt or is it just because Zhang died? <laughs> because like, like even in that scene where they've got, and, and it's oh, actually yes. like a really good, I, yeah. I agree with you. I do think that she killed herself. And I think the main reason why she's punished the way she is is because her guilt is about, not that I responsible for all these deaths. She's yeah. Really, feels guilty about that one death and 
Yeah, it was so yeah, yeah, it was so brutal. Like like in that because the first time watching through, I'm still piecing stuff together. The second time watching through, they're in that um they're in that bunker and there's all these paintings or whatever on the wall or whatever there's all these pictures of everybody who died and then there's just zhang's picture and clearly she only cares about that picture and it's like oh like this is not helping your character at all <laughs> making it way harder to like you right now because like you should be devastated but not just because of all these uh, like you should just just because of zhang like you killed a ton of people um or led to their deaths and like like to what extent does she know everything like she doesn't even know that zhang is part of this to be fair how many people were actually part that she knew of she knew but she knew that Wei was part of it so she's willing to kill him um and she's willing to ask him for the notebook knowing that she's going to kill him with it uh like that stuff is like looking somebody in the eye and like trying to convince them to like give you something for you to then kill them it is yeah it's pretty demented <laughs> hmm Matt, since you brought up Wei, I have to say that I think that Fang and Wei are essentially two hmm. sides of the same coin. Well, their their journey and their characters are pretty hmm. much exactly the same. But the main difference is the things that Wei was responsible for, he did them yeah. accidentally. And he was full of remorse and full of regret. But Fang, hmm. she did them intentionally and Honestly, I don't think she had any remorse or regret about anything, but... Yeah, right. Can't... The only part that was unintentional. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they're... Yeah, so I feel like they're, I feel like they're, yeah. they're the same, mm. but he actually has remorse. Yeah. He has a heart. She, yeah, she yeah. That Wei's whole thing was was painful, I think. Like, um, him him recognizing the ways in which, like, the ways in which he had messed up, the the... I thought that it was interesting, like the very beginning or like super, super early, we get to have him hanging upside down um, in his mind saying, I would never, I, I like the, like, well, he says the torture was terrible and that, but the nightmares were worse or whatever. But first I think he says something about like never, um, never giving up the secrets or like he would never do that. There's the one thing that wouldn't happen no matter how much he's tortured. And, and this is like a thing throughout the, throughout the movie, he's saying like, yeah, but I would never do this thing. Actually, like in terms of his guilt, there's this part where um, where once they find one of the students or one of the teachers, whichever it is, I think it might've been one of the students with a notebook or with something from, uh, like some communist thing, whatever. Um, once they find this person and they beat them and whatever, um, then the, the book club is supposed to get shut down and Yin is like spearheading this, like, we're not going to keep going because it's too dangerous. And Wei responds that then the students can go get the books. If, if there's no other way to get them, then the students will take the risk. And, um, and, and the students kind of respond like, well, like, what if one of us gets found out? And then what if they tell everybody? And Wei says, if I get found out, I will never tell anybody. And I know that you won't either. And that's how he convinces them saying like, I definitely won't, but also I trust all of you so much that you would never rat this out. And then the minute that he leaves that class, he bumps into Fang. He drops the journal. She sees the journal, which leads down this path where now she knows that he's involved in it. And then when she asks for the journal, he just gives her the journal. <laughs> like, it's so frustrating because, like, although I definitely feel for way, way more because he did, like, none of this was intentional. And he does, like, he has this kind of crush on her as well that leads him down this path. Um, it's, uh, it's really frustrating to see, like, to see him be so passionate about like the importance of this book club and that, that he would never tell anybody that he's like, he's such a good person basically. And just to turn around and do something so careless <laughs> uh, and, and kind of lead to everybody's deaths as well. Mm -hmm. But it's careless because I think he, he liked yeah. her. He trusted her. I think he, I think for him, she was one of the people mm -hmm. that he trusted. So and for, for me, for, mm -hmm. from his perspective, 
he didn't think that anyone in the book club would say anything, but he also didn't think that yeah. she would say anything. But, but he surely, like, uh, none of them would have Sorry, done that. Like, like no, I think anybody else in the book club would have, like, if, if he were to ask them, okay, is it fine if I do this thing? They would have said no. And he probably knew they would have said no, but he probably thought he was still right to do so. Like, I, I agree, though. Um, like, in the same way that he trusts them, like, I'm sure he would trust them with the books. And so he thinks, like, the same thing about this person. But, and, and to be fair, like, she does show him that that um, he can trust her by saying, like, oh, those were, I, all I saw was your music notes or something like that, that she hadn't seen, even though clearly she had. Now he knows that she knows anyway. But, but it's, it is different. <sighs> like, her actually having the notebook in her hands is like, ugh. Um, it's frustrating. And I, I, but then again, if he hadn't given her the notebook, what if she just went to instructor by and told him, I feel like the same outcome kind of happened. So maybe it doesn't matter that much. Uh, but still. Yeah. And that's kind of, that, that's mm. what makes it frustrating. Cause it's just like, it's yeah. all because of fame. Like she mm-hmm. literally, yeah. And that ending, when you realize that way is, mm-hmm alive and not only that he's alive but like he mm-hmm. has an extended lifespan and he's way older than he should be it's mm-hmm. like is this a curse or is this mm-hmm. like a blessing and it's like he really yeah. couldn't but like i think it's a curse because he's alive but he's being haunted mm-hmm. by the memories and the ghosts of everyone that he knew and that mm-hmm. has to be that has to be tough like, yeah the, oh one there's one scene I think with Wei in particular, Wei and Fang really. The the scene where um where Wei's hanging upside down and then Fang slices his his neck open, which is pretty. I mean, it's it's pretty brutal. It's not horrible. I feel like nothing in the movie was super scary or really really that bad. But in terms of like being brutal, like that'd be one of the heavier scenes. Um, so she slices his neck open and then she pulls out this journal. I feel like that scene was kind of really well done. Like the the popping back and forth between her pulling the journal out and like having it in her hands and then her. Um, her hand the bloody journal to buy and then her hand the real journal to buy in the real world that ended up like kind of killing everybody. There is kind of this, um, well, like the parallel there, I guess, is that she is willing to and does like literally kill Wei in her mind. And of course, he's still alive, which kind of, it kind of reduces some of the feeling of that. But um, but she's willing to anyway, to kill Wei and take the journal from him essentially and turn it in. Like, which, yeah, just really, it felt really good since he's not actually dead, it kind of, yeah, it doesn't feel as uh, powerful as the scene after the fact, but at the time, it was like, wow, this is kind of heavy. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. But also that that scene with the him hanging upside down Mm -hmm. and she's slashing his throat, I wasn't expecting Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. to be translated from the game, because in the game, like, they Mm -hmm. make you like literally yeah. they make you slash his throat in the game i was not expecting mm-hmm. that to see that so that that was mm-hmm. yeah there were a few different like game to movie things were, were pretty exciting there was um like the teeth for example um it wasn't there was no importance to the teeth really mm. but they were there anyway you had uh, i think it was gal was the guy guy's name he was one of the teachers um and he or he, anyway he, he was like he had the keys to the school something like that and he ends up he ends up talking about it like the very like pretty early in the movie um, when they go in and they they want the key to get somewhere uh, maybe out the gate or something like that. Um, Gao is there with half of his face gone, uh, talking about how he was so loyal to the party he would have never done anything wrong. Um, all that he did was give the key to one of the kids just so that they could do a regular like he regularly does this. It's not an uncommon thing, and he was somehow charged with um, essentially helping. 
helping communists or whatever, assisting in, in that sort of thing. And then he was tortured and then he was killed um, just over that, which is, I do feel, yeah, a lot of that stuff, it's, it's a pretty heavy movie, especially like, cause a lot of that stuff is real. I don't know to what extent, but I know there was like execution that happened around this specific topic around that time a lot. And so, ugh, like, but that's just, that's just terrible. Um, like a rumor or somebody just like somebody just helping in such a small way. That's just so routine, but I'm sure that happened. Um, cause, cause how can you say that he didn't do it knowing that they were communists? Um, and it definitely helped them in their path. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty rough, but yeah, he, he, he spits out the teeth into that cup uh, during that scene and you got the three teeth sitting there. Um, and of course all the puppet stuff as well. There's so much like puppet stuff or like, he- uh, head in a bag, uh, type of thing. Um, I think that one one spot where I felt like the game, it felt a lot more impactful, like a lot better in the game was um, there's this part in the game where um, where Fang is aiming a gun at Mrs. Yin and then shoots her. But in the reflection, he's shooting somebody with a bag on their head, which is Zhang. And the, the meaning there is pretty like one to one, like him killing her is actually him killing this other person that he, she doesn't want to kill or sorry, her killing him or uh, her killing Yin. Um and it was, I think in the movie, they don't really do it that way. She just, she, but, but then after, uh, upon rewatch, when she aims the gun at Yin and shoots, she has that line about, uh, Fang has that line about um, you being gone for good, the parallel with the, with the dad. So it was uh, the mom and the dad. So it was, you know, it, it came around in some ways, but I really like the visual of, of the mirror with, uh, with, with her shooting Zhang in the background a lot better, I think. <laughs> yeah, the, the scenes in the game that they, chose to recreate they did it mm-hmm. i think they did it pretty well and they were like the scenes they mm-hmm. chose to take they they recreated the scenes that True. definitely stood out the most so i feel like they yeah made good choices but we have come to inspector by honestly <laughs> inspector by i thought was like was pretty one-dimensional um like his character is the whole time is just like cruel and awful. And the only person that we know that Inspector Bai actually even likes is um, is the dad. <laughs> and he's the worst. So it's like, it is a little, it's a little bit rough um, all the way through with Inspector Bai for sure. Um, and he, but he kind of represents like this uncompassionate or, or cruel, uh, cold government. So like, it's not like his character doesn't have a use there. And I think, I think that's fine. And especially like once you translate that into this other like, you know, nightmare world, whatever you want to call it. Um, in this other world, he can like grow in size. His shadows can creep up the walls. He can be this. He can be this force of evil um, because he represents that government. He doesn't have to represent a person with this complex set of ideas. He can just be one dimensional. But that's fine, I guess. And I think in this case, yeah, I agree with you. He wasn't really a person or a character. He was an, an accommodate an... amalgamation or. An amalgamation of like mm-hmm. several different, well, mm-hmm. of the government itself and what they're putting people mm-hmm. through at the time. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. When I was watching the movie at first, I thought like, oh, this guy is kind of bland as a character. Like, there's nothing really here. But you have any more notes or anything you want to discuss? Uh, I'm gonna scroll through real quick. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, there was that the the river wasn't bloody, for example. I think that was a kind of a noticeable part, maybe just because because we were kind of joking back and forth about it when it was happening in the game. But the river, when they go out to the bridge and it's collapsed, the river is just a regular river. So it's a little bit that's a little bit less fun. Maybe it would have been too much for budget or maybe it just wasn't really worth uh, worth that, because if the river were bloody, then maybe both of them would have to know, like, OK, we're we're not in the real world right now. Um, so I don't I don't know if they had seen the uh, I don't know if they'd seen the lantern spirit yet by that point. 
So, so maybe that would have been too much of a tip off. I'm not sure why they didn't go for a bloody river there. Um, there was, let's see. Um, Hmm. Let's see. Oh yeah. I, I felt like, I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but I felt like in the game, I don't remember there being as much focus on the abuse part as in the movie uh, with the mom and the dad. That was another thing that I felt really like in the game. I was kind of like, okay, this guy's cheating on the mom. Like that's kind of screwed up, whatever. But like, he doesn't deserve to be, um, he doesn't deserve to be like sent away. The mom, the mom reporting him and potentially killing him is a little bit, a lot extreme. And then her kind of cold response to it after the fact, it's understandable why the daughter would be really mad at the mom um for like like yeah your dad was cheating but he like that's like he shouldn't die for it um but then like with the abuse thing it's a little more understandable because it's like okay what else can she really do to keep herself safe in this situation i think she might have been being abused in the game but it just wasn't as it wasn't as uh focused on yeah i think they focus on it more because they wanted us to feel Mm. sympathetic to her or they wanted us to be torn about her decision but it's like i'm not torn Mm. you still completely are yeah. And then, oh, and one other thing was, I think the enemies, um, the, in the movie and the game, they had the, the, um, the lantern spirits, but in the game, they had something called the lingered, which were these, um, I don't know, these, these undead creatures that kind of just walk around, like they shuffle a little bit, they teleport, whatever. Uh, and they were pretty spooky in the movie. They decided to instead go with basically Fang just herself with like no face, um, which I think was I mean, I, I think for the direction they were going with the movie made sense. It was a little bit weird, though. I don't totally know what the point of having each of them just be different versions of Fang. Like, like when she sees them later on, she's like, oh, that was me from earlier in the movie. It's like, I don't feel like that really went anywhere. I don't I don't really understand the, the purpose of that. Like, there are movies where that happens, where there's time travel or something like that, where it makes a lot of sense. But in this one, it's mm-hmm. like, it just felt like a little extra thing thrown in that didn't really add anything. Yeah, there was some random stuff happening, some weird, like... Mm-hmm directive a director creative choices that was like huh okay we didn't need this (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i I felt like with the like sorry this is bouncing around again but with the animation i felt like i felt like when they really focused on the animation it it showed that it really wasn't it there wasn't the funding for what they that they wanted um there was one point though that i really what what i really liked with animation like so you have the the part where the uh, where Wei is outside, out in the grounds or whatever, and there's this other student there who's burning stuff in a fire. He's like, there's a fire pit out there, whatever he's throwing it in. Um, and they're having this back and forth conversation where the student ultimately says, like, all we did was read books. Why did, why are we, you know, why is this happening? Um, and Wei just has to, like, is just staring back at him and is clearly upset and then sees, oh, behind him, there's this lantern spirit. And the lantern spirit reaches down and picks him up. His, the hand of the lantern spirit looks, looks not good in that moment. But then once the lantern spirit picked him up, there's this uh, this thread kind of starts like erupting out of his face and like building up into being like a uh, into being a bag over his head. I thought I thought the thread part was actually really good. The lantern spirit at first I was like, oh, this looks kind of dumb, but then the thread starts coming out and like, okay, you know, you're you're kind of selling me here. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, we've come to the end, but not quite the end because I'm going to give you guys some behind the scenes info and facts. Uh, to start, the budget for this movie was well, and in, in, in U.S. money, it was three million dollars. And it made $10.1 million in the U.S. I'm so sorry. I don't know the conversion on that. I, I, I just don't. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, interesting fact. We already said that this movie is based off a PC video game that came out in 2017 with the same name. You can find it on stream. That's, I mean, uh, you can find it on Steam. That's actually where we both got it and we played it on his stream. Um, there's also a TV show of the same name that was released in 2021. 
Um, it covers the same themes and kind of the same like martial law, but it's set in the nineties, so it's kind of different. I haven't watched it; I, just, I know it you know it exists. Uh, this movie is currently banned in China, which I I don't know. I, well, the communists are being targeted, and China is a communist country, so you know, mm. I, I guess. Uh, critics' reactions: This currently has an eighty-six percent uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, a Variety review described the movie as genuinely absurd and entertaining, but noted that it has problems with the narrative and pointing that it has a whiff of sexism. Uh, Taiwanese outlets describe the film as likable, chilling, but not downright terrifying compared to the game, which had more jump scares and a more creepier atmosphere. But enough about them and their reviews. But enough about them. What about us? Do we cash or pass detention? 2019, Aiden. I would cash. Um, well, I think that it was uh, it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. To be honest, um, I enjoyed the game, but it was a little bit wandery. It felt like the movie was way more streamlined. And then when it comes to, I think, talking about Taiwan and uh, and keeping it sort of entertaining, we're still talking about like the whole martial law thing. I think it's a really good a really good little experience for that to start the conversation. I think I also will cash. It's a it's an interesting movie, and it's also somewhat educational because it's it's teaching you about a particular time period in a country that I'm not familiar with at all. So you you're you're learning, but it's also this creepy creepy atmosphere. You have these characters who are are very defined, and you just learn so much about them. And then having the game as like a reference is also just like amazing getting able to see the differences in what the writers and directors chose to keep and what they chose to lose and what they chose to expand upon like it's it's a good movie i would highly recommend it i I watched the show too i don't know if the show is any good but you know whatever just throw it out there but thank you thank you so much aiden for uh for hopping on here with me and once again can you remind everyone where they can where they can find you all right well i'm deadeye on youtube that's uh threes instead of e's (laughs) And um, I've been streaming lately, so come check those out. Yes, yes. I've been watching the streams. It's pretty good. Um, Enjoy, as always. Thank you guys for listening. Good night. The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. If you like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and many reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Haddonfield Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Themed by Lethal Injections. Should we do an intro?